conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. morning gentlemen good afternoon for me good morning best day of the week best day of the week it's monday just in in case it's afternoon here because i've got wine next to you and next to me and if i'm drinking wine and people really think for me it's also morning i think probably i'm alcoholic so no for me it's (laughs) afternoon just to make sure so also listeners viewers notes yeah that's why so yeah the holiday right those days we should come like we should come up with like a show concept that involves like wine and wine and coffee, coffee and wine, feeling fine, maybe. I don't know. I think we already have. It's, it's good morning hospitality. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This this show. Let's yeah. Let's just not change the name. Uh, well, hey, good morning, guys. Welcome back. Happy Monday. 
Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays uh, for all our listeners that are tuning in. Um, super incredible to, you know, be here on this fine morning. Um, I do want to just start it off or actually afternoon for you, uh, Mr. Ross. Um, but I just want to start off saying thank you. We have a new episode supporter from Hostfully. Uh, they wanted to pretty much give a little shout out to all our listeners for tuning in and just being a part of the show. Plus, you know, kicking butt this year. I think it's been pretty incredible that we've all finally made it to the end of 2020. And uh, they also have a great data report. So it's really cool. It captures a lot of stuff um, from 2020. And, you know, I kind of was was featured in it. So no big deal. Um, And so, yeah, it's great to have them a part of the show. And then, uh, yeah, let's get to you guys. How How are you guys been? How's the holidays and all that good stuff? It's good. Uh, holidays with a 18, 19 month old is, uh, I guess, not too dissimilar to normal days. They they don't fully con- understand the concept of, of Christmas. I think Oliver had more fun playing with the wrapping paper and the ribbons than he did with the the gifts that came out of the boxes. But um, you know, we've we've certainly enjoyed a, a little bit of a, a break and stepping away from the computer for a little while. Sure. Are you guys both playing a typical dad role on Christmas is cleaning up the, the wrapping paper and then putting all the toys together while mumbling under your breath while pieces won't fit? <laughs> more or less. More or less. <laughs> how about you, Mr. Ross? How, how are things over there? It's nice. It just, well, mainly it's like eating and drinking, right? So I just sometimes replying some emails, try to do it in the morning because if I do it at the end of the day, probably it will be misspells and, and everything so but it's, it's good it's just the same with the kids right? we've got some kids around here and stuff and plays on mario kart it's always like it's still this is i think one of the best games just just fun just enjoy a bit and yes i've got a two kids right so one is like a bit more than a year walking around and everything so still when you're looking back and of course during the christmas dinner she just had a discussion like this crazy year right it just you see, I see comments popping up on, on LinkedIn, like next year, less family time. Those things actually funny. So <laughs> it is bad, but I hope so as well. I hope things come back a bit to normal. And of course, it's great to spend some time with the family. But I think we are looking forward to like an, a different year. Uh, I think we, we a lot of things happened, actually. It's nice to go, look back at it, but also just try to look forward now those other days. I agree. And speaking of looking back at the year, I think it's a good way to segue into this week's topic obviously we're doing a, a review of 2020 um obviously COVID-19 being like a big topic but we're going to try to avoid that and just go into industry uh reviews of what's happened and and certain things so I think what we'll do first is start off with uh the bid eruption report and then we'll do what's with all the noise and then kind of get into that if you guys are down cool what do you what do you say I you like in? it yeah all right I like it Ah, yes, the startup of the week. And actually, I got a golden tip for the Dutch listeners that know what I mean. So thank you, Mr. Golden. This week, it will be Lifehouse. Lifehouse is actually a company which is actually, yeah, as it's written in here also on the screen, it's a hotel startup, but also it's a brand. And what is really cool is that they're combining actually branding. So they're building like actually four-star hotel brand called Lifehouse. Actually, they're combining it with technology. So the decisions, the pricing, the the, 
it's all based on machine learning, AI, et cetera. So they're combining actually new technologies with branding. So they're a pretty new brand. I think they started it like two years ago. Um, they do quite well. They raised, I think, recently $30 million uh, again. So I think it's a sort of really interesting to look into. We discussed earlier this year as well some, some, uh, some brands. We discussed some maybe apart hotel brands, et cetera. And I think this is actually, if you're looking at a brand, it makes sense, right? Uh, not only from a marketing perspective, but really in, in brand, which could help you as well with, with more, which I think technology and, and making decisions on pricing is super, super important. So we might discuss it later this, this episode as well. But the start of the week is, uh, is Lifehouse, this one. Uh, normally, I'm dressing also events, uh, what I was attending or uh, looking forward to. In this case, a bit different, right? With the end of the year, this is the last episode. It's more to finish a lot of stuff. I think it's really good to look back actually what we achieved with, with Bidroom. And it was a crazy year. I think what we saw in, in March, April is, okay, we have to make decisions. Are we going to downsize a team? Are we going to lay off people? Or uh, what are we going to do? But I said, okay, I strongly believe that um, in, in, in an industry, which is, for example, is, is disrupted or which is in a, in a crisis situation like now, we can also make a difference. So instead of focusing on user growth, it was the planning what I announced to the team in December in 2019. So okay, let's focus completely on more inventory, more hotels on board. And after, if you look what we achieved, which makes me super proud, is that we did two and a half times our target if you're looking at onboarding new hotels. We're building technology, which is super advanced, which also the technology we want to even probably use more also for different clients as it's so advanced that, that we're outcompeting competition if you're looking at connectivity infrastructure. And so I'm really proud of what we achieved. I think we made a much better product website. I think it's really good to also use the time efficiently, right? To, to see, okay, where can we make improvements? Where can we make changes? I think keyword of 2020 is flexibility. We moved people to different areas. We keep them really engaged in what we're doing. So uh, shout out to the team. I'm really proud of what we achieved last year. Uh, we did some updates from the team and now we're looking forward to actually 2021. Um, we discussed 2021 next week in, in this episode. But again, instead of mentioning some events, again, compliments to the team of Bidroom, what we achieved last year. Um, again, I think we can come out stronger, even it was a, it's a crazy year for everybody in travel. Um, but again, I'm looking forward to what the 2021 will bring us. Thank you. This week, uh, I wanted to go over generally people's sentiment on, on travel and, and where we go from here. Uh, there, there's a general feeling that people need to make up for lost time for travel. And uh, I know I feel it. Uh, I'm sure most of us that are in the travel space feel it as well. But Booking.com found that more than 40% of people expected to travel more than they did before the pandemic. And those numbers are even higher for millennials and Gen Z. There's the, the trips that everyone has planned have also kind of raised the stakes or raised the bar. There's a, a travel agency that put out uh, a couple fun trips that they're planning for clients. Uh, one of them is a desert island survival competition between two families. So I, I imagine they're being dropped in some remote area 
and two families survive for as, as long as they can before tapping out. Uh, sounds like a TV show, but would also be pretty fun to be a part of. Uh, others are renting castles in, in Scotland. Others are, are having a Mamma Mia themed uh, escape in uh, Italy. So the, the pent up demand for, for travel is certainly there. Um, I don't have the, the stat in front of me, but something like $19 billion of unused airline uh, dollars are sitting in people's accounts. So people are ready to go. Uh, we just need the, the green light to do so. And to wrap up the 2020 theme, Will, you're on mute. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> I would say, uh, yeah, no, I've been, you know, just coffee is kicking in really good. Um, no, I think it's 100% true. We've all been pretty pent up. Um, like, we just talked, like, briefly, you know, review of the year. And I remember in the beginning, you know, January, February, March, um, I was traveling more than I ever have in my entire life. And then uh, to finally be in in London and then all of a sudden have a lockdown and then that, the national emergency uh, declaration happened um, was intense. And then now here we are like, you know, a year later almost. And uh, I would say it sucks. Like definitely missing the, the flights, the people, the, the cool interactions and getting to see new cultures and other things like that. So um, I definitely think that stat is probably under, uh, understated in a, in a lot of ways. Oh, I'm just yeah, curious, as Bukin has come saying, it will be increasing 40%, right? It's, it's, I'm not sure. I just, even, there's so many different, like, like information going on. People say, okay, I'm maybe travel less, but I'm going to travel better. I'm going to travel longer, mm -hmm. et cetera. So I don't know. It just, I don't know. It sounds to me a bit like, okay, 755 people looking at this room a bit. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> as you know, my, my, I don't want to say my, my feelings again, booking might be different as well, but um, I'm really curious how the, the how it will look like. I think it will start slowly. Yes, it will come back, of course. It has to be come back. You see vaccinations also in Europe started now uh, those days. But I'm really curious how it will come back. And I still, personally, I think it will be different. I think short-term rental will have a boost. We'll cover quickly. I think if you're thinking again to have a breakfast, uh, standing in the queue with people around you and, and taking food from the same uh same uh, cup or whatever i'm not sure uh, it's it's me it's i have to see how things will recover um but just we're outside and here in poland now we're just people gonna get in lockdown everybody wearing mask i think this fear will stay for a while even though travel will come back it will be differently and mm -hmm. and let's see i think business for, travel for is some, impacted though, mostly right? but... and i think the stat though highlights the millennials and gen z the the groups that are least affected by COVID directly yeah. at least, uh, are, are really pent up. And, and I misquoted the number. It's actually $35 billion in airline credits, not $19 billion. So massive amounts of, of people that are just right there ready to, to get going. But I think you're right, Michael. I think it's not going to happen immediately. And, yeah. and whether it happens in 2021 or it happens in 2022, I think... When, when you have something taken away from you that you take for granted, um, you, you don't take it for granted anymore. And I think we're, we're kind of in that phase right now where 
I'm I'm dying to get over to Europe. I, I've been back and forth to Europe every year since I was 16, uh, at least once. And, and luckily, I was luckily or unluckily, I spent two days there in March before I had to come home. Um, otherwise, 2020 would have been a, a wash. But uh, you know, I I think things like that are important in my life, being able to, to mix up my, my daily. And, and it's hard for me uh, as an extrovert and, and as someone who likes to get on airplanes to, to walk across my house and, and into my office every day and instead of driving up to the airport. Yeah. Well, I think well, it's I'm... common, right? We all choose to do something in hospitality and travel. I think the reason we, we're working in this industry the reason I started a bedroom before a different company in, in travel is like because my biggest passion is travel. And I think it's the most important. You always do what is your passion, right? So I think, Will, you, I can, we can congratulate you by being a, a podcaster for a year now, right? So I think you yes, just sir. made this move as well and you love what yeah. you're doing. I think it's so yeah. important. I think that's why we're all working in hospitality. And it's even harder, I think, when you just, if this is your passion, you're starting a company or working for a company, which is actually is your passion. It's like it drives you and then it yeah. holds you, right? It's like it's, Again, I think everybody, also the people listening, I think they're all in hospitality. That's why they're listening to this podcast. I think it's, it's. I was said to my wife this morning, we were so looking for just go for a weekend away, just staying in a hotel and just have a dinner in a restaurant like normal without fear. And this looks looks like a dream. And before it was normal. And this, this is, so I really hope like at least in, in 2021, we have a few moments like this that we just not have this constant fear and it can enjoy because travel, I think, is one of the most things there is out there to see mm -hmm. different cultures. And I think I really miss it a lot. And I think most yeah. people are listening as well. So, so let's see what 21 brings. But we're looking more to 20,000 uh, to next year. We do it next week, right? So, but again, it was a crazy year when I just look back at it. And especially those days when you're sitting with Christmas dinners, you're looking back like it was a weird year. You see valuation of Airbnb was even higher than before pandemic. You see, it's it's it, it was just a, I just don't I just don't like the word crisis. It's for me it's just a crazy year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and and on you touched on it, Michael, and I was at Click, I guess 2019, which is Booking's big event, and Glenn Fogel was on stage in in a t-shirt and and um, running shoes, which I love. That's totally my attire style. But the t-shirt was a Mark Twain shirt that said, travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. And, and I think that's part of why I'm so passionate about travel, because you, you can get wrapped up in the bubble that you live in, in, in your hometown or home city or home state, and forget that there's the way people live is totally different all over the world. And, and travel is really the only way that you can immerse yourself and understand it, even if it's just for a few days. Um, so but it is recharge as well, right? It's not only the culture and everything. It just, if you're sitting at home, you need to recharge yourself and just being in a different environment. I just know my last long travel was in the US for this over two weeks. We're visiting some places, including the Airbnb office and, and the Apple office, et cetera. So really cool. And then we should come back two months later, right? For a follow-up, we joined the plug and play, accelerate the program. And then everything changed. And then still, it, it was not the same, right? We just, they moved it into online. And then it just, I should come back. And I just, I don't know. I just miss it so much. And also, it just, it's recharging you, right? To be in a different environment, different energy. 
I think that's what all people need. And you see a lot of people are just I don't know, close to depression and uh, you can see it, right? And I think people really need to be out there to have this dinner, to have this travel somewhere else. And it's, I think what you said is you, you, you need this. I think it's in, in the yeah. genes of people. You just need to be around other people to have this social contact. And yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to some recovery. There'll be st still, I think it will be not this before, but again, I think we learned a lot as well. I think when you're looking at people, how they're traveling now, you can see a lot of shifts were made in, in, in hotels. The, you see the contact less, the way of like, for example, yeah, I think the mini bars and the, the room service increased a lot again. You can see when my hotels were might be considering to stop with it. You can, and again, I think you see the shift now in vacation event we, where we discussed last week, the move into online education, for example. Uh, also in hospitality, so a lot of things change actually the last year, and I think those things maybe what should happen the coming ten years, maybe it's actually happened in one year. This acceleration of technology, innovation, automation. So I think at the end it should be there anyway where we are now. Like if we're looking at innovation, innovation, but actually just accelerated because we had to because there was no other way. What um, what are the three big takeaways? And I'll lead the way while you think about it. It, it came out of 2020. Um, for me, I think Airbnb going public, and I know we've had full episodes on this, it is a big milestone for the industry, not only because it went at such a high price, but I mean, a thousand millionaires were made that, that day when it, when it went public. And these are people that are passionate about what they're doing. And I see a lot of that money as likely to, to flow into new business, new ventures, particularly within the segment, within travel, mm -hmm. within rentals or hospitality in general, whether it's castles or, or something mm -hmm. else. Um, I think, I think we're going it, to, it's good for the industry and it's going to help seed a lot of the next generation of, of travel startups. Well, you Another see what you mentioned is this, for example, I just saw that in, in Lifehouse when I was preparing this part, you see, of course, their Taylor Avengers, which is investing only in travel. But for example, our friend Aston Kutcher, for example, he invested in Airbnb early stage. I think also now he invested, for example, in Lifehouse. So I think also people who made money in travel now, they say, okay, there's a lot of potential to keep investing in travel. So I think this will be also maybe a trend, right? Some, what you said, a lot of people made a lot of money on the IPO of Airbnb. Unfortunately, yeah. I didn't, but uh, but still, uh, <laughs> maybe IPO will be the next, you know, in a few years, it's too early. But um, it is interesting to see some people who just made money, they're reinvesting it again in travel, because there's still a lot of possibilities, and travel is can be booming, and you see what they're being revaluation, I just mentioned, is higher than before pandemic, even if I was okay, and we discussed it might go down after a few days or weeks. I just checked this morning, or just checked just now, and it actually went up again, so it's still higher than the price of... Uh, when they went actually public. So it is impressive to see when everybody thought, okay, after a few days, it goes down. And so, yes, the valuation is still there. They're still more valued, higher than uh, our friends of booking.com. So so let's see. But I think it's interesting to see that. And I hope because uh, we're also looking now, are we going to do the new, new investment round? Is this is this from investors coming back? Because before travel was, was super interesting for investors to, in, to, to invest in, right? And you saw, we saw it as well, we we're discussing, we call, it's a constant process, right? And in the startup, you're constantly discussing new rounds, et cetera. And we saw in March, April, when we were discussing with a few, 
they were scared should invest in travel or not is it really when is coming back because nobody knew how long it will take and i think now people see okay there's a vaccine everything coming it's other day that there is this this Pfizer report what is it, it was like 90 percent it will uh, uh, will help you saw everything went sky high so i think it will investment also in travel will come back i think yeah. 2020 wasn't a bad year for investments in travel but it will come back in the coming year i think there's there's a probably an even greater appetite to get invested in travel now because the feeling that, that you can get it at a discount. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and I mean, I, I would suspect there's a number of companies that are either closing funding or are going to be closing funding here in the near future. Uh, you know, I know a, a lot of, and actually some will probably go away and, and that's okay. I think, they're at least in the short-term rental segment. There's probably too many vendors, um, and, and yeah. the cream will the cream will rise to the top. But I think the the next key takeaway that I have is it's definitely a short-term rental focus, less hotel focus. But it's on regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, California is currently under a no hotel, no short-term rental regulation, which is absolutely mind-blowing. Um, you can't gather in a short-term rental for Christmas with your family or for New Year's with your friends. That's mind-blowing. But a lot of these cities, smaller cities that are are now hot beds for for tourists because they're drive-to markets, are experiencing surges like they've never seen before in demand. But surges in demand can be problematic for small towns that don't have the infrastructure set up to handle it. Mm -hmm. Dealing with neighbor issues, noise complaints, house parties, trash, parking, um, COVID, right? Like not not to beat a dead horse, but these are things that these small towns have never dealt with before. So I'm a bit worried and a bit curious how regulations play out in those markets where, you know, last year you would have never guessed that those markets would consider regulating short-term rentals. Now there they are. Um, I, I know intimately a, a number of markets that are quite surprising for me that are looking at it. And then I'm sure a lot more that I don't know about are looking at it. Um, and the last theme that we have also spoken about this year on the show is flexibility. And if you aren't, if your business isn't set up to, to flex and ebb and flow with all the changes that are going on, you're, you're destined for failure. Uh, this year, we saw short-term rentals become long-term rentals. We saw hotels become recording studios and offices. And it's, you know, Airbnb even went into the long-term rental segment. Booking did as well. These, these mm-hmm. are things that um, we would have never suspected would happen. So I think the the three big, big events that happened that are worthy to keep an eye on is where did the Airbnb millionaires investments flow? How do regulations play out in short-term rentals because of all the problems that we've seen during COVID? And then how can you ensure the, the flexibility of your business, of your segments within the industry and, and remain flexible in 2021? Yeah, those are really good points. I, I think the flexibility I was that we moved the team, right? But we, for example, we also went into mid stays. We didn't within bedrooms. Okay, this is a trend. Do it. And just even though uh, build a temporary MVP, but do it. 
because we can, and then it went, it went quite well. So we, and this is saying what we did, right? So we also saw there's some different interests and different accommodations. We add more filters regarding on uh, uh, flexibility, cancellations, free cancellation, etc. Before it was just, you see all of, all of them, but now there was a filter on top only shows uh, free cancellation. So we, we, yeah, you have to be, and I think that's also an advantage of being a startup. You're more agile, right? You can make changes. And you saw that if Thomas Cook, I think the, a fight for bankruptcy, you see big ones disappearing because they not have the capability to, to be agile, to make moves and to be flexible as a company. But we said, okay, we're just moving people, we're just responsible for getting more members, customers on board, travelers, moving into another area, which is, okay, getting more hotels on board. I mentioned we just did a massive growth in, in onboarding of hotels because we are flexible. But I think when you have an, an, an organization and when you have a customer support, which is actually supporting your, your travelers and you have a couple thousand working there, you started booking how many layoffs they had to do because they're focusing on travelers and transactions was, was limited. So I think it's really important that this flexibility, agile working, it's has a lot of advantages, right? And again, what you see, I think your second point was what you address is this short-term rental. If you see, I spoke with one of the VCs last week. And said, okay, where is your focus in the coming year? And he said, actually, two things is short-term rental and technology. And it is interesting to see. Is okay, they really they see that short-term rental, and you see, of course, they might see okay, I, the, the IPO of Airbnb might influence them as well. But you see the they see also the recovery is coming back quicker in short-term rental. And and VCs, I think is really important. Like if you're looking at venture capitals, there's the ones who just on top of the industry, right? They know exactly what well, they know they think or they know exactly what's gonna happen because they're just investing a lot of money in something specifically. So they're doing a lot of deep diving in trends. And you can see with them, the major brands, Dakars, et cetera, also went into vacation rental. So I think there is a huge grow in there. Uh, I'm still curious if there'll be, well, Lifehouse is, is a brand. You saw what you called Sonder and everything. I think there'll be more brands popping up. I think it's strong because we all mentioned I'm staying in an Airbnb. I think we discussed this one. It's like, it's like Googling, if you're searching something on the internet or your Airbnb, if you're staying in a short-term rental, even though you're not always booking on an Airbnb, you call it an Airbnb. I think you will see more brands popping up. I think so. I think this is good quality brands, specific boutique styles, etc. So I think it will be trend of 2021 as well. Again, I'm not looking for too much about next year because we do this next week in our episode. But again, I'm really like... I think all of us learned a lot the last year. And I think it's also take this 2020 as a learning, right? How to prepare your company, to prepare your, your infrastructure and everything to be agile. How can you move away? You can see airlines, they're stuck. I think Michael G lost his points on Delta. I don't know, or they were postponed. I don't know. No, you kept them? Okay. But there's a lot of things to, to look into, right? Okay, how are you dealing with relationship with your members? And of course, you know, and and. Some people call me the Elon Musk of the membership economy. It's like, I'm really curious how this would develop. You saw 2020 when TripAdvisor announced this. Uh, we are in subscriptions. You Citizen M, they went to subscription services. So I think this is also a trend. So I think we get a lot of learnings from 2020. And uh, so at the end, of course, it was a really bad year. One of the worst years ever for, for the hospitality or travel. I think we can learn a lot from it. And you can see where we supported restaurants by delivery because delivery is people just expecting. And if your favorite restaurant is also delivering, why not? You don't always want to sit in a restaurant, especially now when it's not possible. So I think it's a, it's a take it all. And as my advice to many, and I, I advise a few startups as well, take it as a learning. It's terrible what happened, but take it as a learning and make sure you take those learnings and, and use it because then you can come out stronger eventually because you're more agile than, than the corporate. 
So, and you see the corporates as well, they're really looking now, okay, can we invest in startups? And I think that will be a trend of next year that the corporates, the CVCs, uh, maybe some airlines, um, I know some insights, well, maybe some airlines or alliances, okay, can we look into uh, startups investing? You see with Lufthansa, they have the innovation hub. I think this will be a new trend as well because they see that they're more agile. So I'm actually super, when I talk about it, I'm super excited for next year already. So I'm getting yeah. a lot of energy from uh, it. So. I was going to say, like, I think one thing that you guys have both mentioned a lot, which is technology. And one thing that I think we're really seeing a lot of, and speaking of trends, will be branding. I think proper, like when it comes to, you know, speaking of hopefully in the beginning of the episode, their data report discovered that uh, the biggest percentage of property managers and hosts and operators, especially in the B&B section as well, um, is focusing on tech to improve their tech stack and to understand it better. Um, because they understood how important it was to have this automation, but also like, you know, things like Breezeway coming up with um, this new feature where when reservations are canceled or modified or pushed back or like changed, it changes the backend scheduling for housekeeping and maintenance as well autom automatically instead of you having to go back in, saving the host or the property manager time. And we're seeing a lot of stuff like this becoming the the go-to, like we need more features like this. We need more tech to be, um, I guess, like be able to keep up with us and keep up with the the operations. And then of course, branding, you know, we, we talked about Airbnb and the IPO, but one of the big things that happened in April and in March is that, you know, millions of hosts and property managers lost millions of dollars uh, to free cancellations and um, with no with no backing. And so a lot of people are focusing on brand and building their own house on their own land instead of others in, in, in other ways to, to phrase it. So it'll be interesting, like, you know, companies like Lifehouse, um, I think focusing on the brand and the tech of, you know, the storytelling, I think it's something that we've, we've built our industry on a storytelling, telling a good story and telling it right to the right audience. Um, Golden, you talk about, you know, three things you've learned. And I think one of the things that, for me this year, I've learned is who my audience is. Like I've, you know, officially been podcasting for a year full time, no, no job. Um, when I started, I thought my audience, yeah, thought my audience was property managers and hosts and people that were operating on the ground. But then I'm finding out there's more people in the industry, it's service providers, it's front desk staff, it's bellmen, it's, you know, property managers, it's restaurateurs, you name it. Um, so like finding out your audience and then communicating a proper story, but then also, you know, picking up on these, these things is pretty, pretty key and important. So I think we're going to see that hopefully, you know, dial in through, through 2021 as well. Yeah. I think to address, and I think what you mentioned is data, right? We didn't mention this one, but I think we would all address to make decisions. If you're doing innovation or automation, I think it's all, coming from data right you just say you need your you need to know your audience you need to know your clients and i think data is going to be more important as well for recovery because yeah. you just know exactly which areas how people should travel and we saw as well that people want to stay longer adjust your product or modify it or etc so i think exactly. data is one of the keywords also for next uh, for next yeah. year we we probably got 100 times better at data uh, at noiseware during this time we we spent a lot of time cleaning up the back end, getting our our systems, you know, getting rid of our technical debt. And when we did so, we're we're now able to to pull out a lot of really cool data from, from our system. So 
Yeah, it's going to be a fun 2021, but we'll get into that next week. Sweet. I think that's a great way to end it, guys. We'll have a great new year. Um, You know, have fun with the families. And I will see you guys next Monday.